0: Welcome to the Unsweetened Sio podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsio.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 71 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. I'll be doing my 10-month recap of being sugar and flour free direct from my journal entries. Um, As many of you know who've been listening, I went sugar and flour free on January 13th and kept a daily journal every day for a year and this is just my um, journal entries that I read through from you know about the 10-month time uh, this time in 2018 and just what I was feeling and experiencing so um, I don't proofread them ahead of time or edit them so sorry if it's a little bit rough but here we go. I'm going to jump right in um, because this seems like a, a longer, some longer journal entries. But I'll start with day two seventy six eight forty nine a.m. I slept a lot better last night. I was starting to get anxious though about my event gig in Nashville that I leave for on Saturday. My flight departs at six twenty a.m. So I'm going to have to get up at about three forty five a.m. And that always makes me nause- Nauseous just thinking about being up that early. I 'm really hoping I will sleep on the plane i don 't love those early morning flights. i just don 't function well i don 't know how people do it that get up that early every day. six a m is just much more reasonable to me. I got up and did my meditation and woke the kids up. I had my hot water with lemon and ran James to school. He likes to get there before the early bell rings at seven forty five a m so some days we actually run. It's not very far, just across the street, but I don't think I would have been able to run without hurting myself nine months ago. It's another sunny and gorgeous day and supposed to get up to 75 degrees. I'm just finishing up my smoothie and then we'll do my walk and circuits. I'm feeling better period-wise now that I am on day four of my cycle. I also made the Merlot chicken recipe again in the crock pot, minus the Merlot, of course. I love that when I come home, dinner will be ready. I might swing by New Seasons on my way home from work and pick up two risotto cakes if I have time because that sounds divine with the chicken. I also will do salad tonight. Leftover Lunch is leftover rotisserie chicken and broccoli from last night. Yesterday, I did have the eggplant with sauce for lunch with the salad. My afternoon snack was an apple with almond butter, and then I came home and had my rotisserie chicken, broccoli, and sweet potato. So yum, Yummy. The rotisserie chicken though was a different type and I am glad I happened to glance at the label because it was Texas barbecue so of course sugar was in the ingredients. I didn't eat any of the skin so I'm sure it was fine. Usually at Whole Foods the organic rotisserie chickens are just plain so always good to double, triple check your labels. I know I say that all the time but I still have to remind myself because you can't get complacent. I have my favorite brand now, but it's always brands now, but it's always good to keep checking in case something changes. I had my Tulsi elixir tea elixir and really enjoyed just resting tonight. I feel more energized today and look forward to my walk and circuits day two seventy seven I never got a chance to write again yesterday, busy day. I did pick up some risotto cakes to go with Merlot chicken for dinner, and it was yummy. I didn't get to do circuits, but took a really nice long walk in the gorgeous weather. Last night I attended an emotion code workshop and it was really cool. It basically uses energy to unblock emotions that might be stuck. I do believe that we have emotions that get stuck and can cause physical discomfort and even disease. Most of the time we aren't even aware of these blocked feelings. As I am on this journey to better myself, I love doing things like this to further my experience of healing. I did a demo and cleared some shame I felt from an incident when I was 17 that I hadn't thought about in years. I felt lighter Mm -hmm. afterwards. I'm going to do a Zoom appointment tomorrow and see what else I can clear. I really like the practitioner, but she's almost two and a half times more expensive than the person my friend recommended. So I'll probably just do one session with her and then hopefully I'll be able to see the other person once her availability opens up. I am currently on our wait list. I don't know yet if it will help or not but I'm really interested in this concept and the recommended practitioner is definitely affordable so I wanted to give it a few sessions to see if I can lessen some of my anxiety anger and irritability I have I definitely feel like something from my childhood keeps being triggered when my kids are fighting I want to see if I can get that cleared I will keep you updated you know probably by now how much I love this stuff and trying out new modalities of healing And just a sidebar here that so that emotion code is kind of fun to read um back to that i wasn't sure when i started that but that is something now i'm looking to get certified in myself and become an emotion code practitioner because i've enjoyed it so much and it's helped me so much and that person that i'm referring to that i was on the wait list for was crystal who I did interview in an earlier podcast. So if you're interested in learning more about emotion code as something that you might be interested in, you can listen to the podcast I have about it. Um, I think it's just called Emotional Code with Crystal. So you'll have to listen to that for some more information. And as I said, I am looking at getting certified and really excited about that. Okay, back to it. I slept okay last night but woke up early. I was supposed to go to the dentist but they canceled my appointment because the dental hygienist was sick. I couldn't reschedule for another two months. They're so busy. Sheesh. It worked out well though because after having my hot water with lemon and two scrambled eggs, I walked James to school and then lined up at Natural Grocers for the grand opening. The first hundred people in line got these really cool gift bags filled with all kinds of organic breakfast goodies and I was the hundred and first. Can you believe it? (laughs) I forgot about that. The person in front of me got the last bag. My luck didn't get any better because I also didn't win one of the six raffle prizes. Oh well. It was my first time in a natural grocers and I definitely will be shopping there. It's only a few blocks from my house, so closest grocery store yet, and they sell discounted organic foods. What's not to love? I bought a few things today and did some price comparison and they are definitely cheaper on a lot of items that I currently purchase elsewhere. They are family owned and their goal is to make healthy eating affordable for all families. And I really love that. I will be supporting their business, which I do. Um, I then went on a nice walk in the sunshine and got my iced tea and sweet potato chips from Starbucks. It just sounded so good and I was hungry. I came home and was able to do my circuits before getting jeans from school and going to work. It was so nice to have four days off from my circuits. I felt strong doing the exercises today. My friend recommended a yoga channel on YouTube that I'm going to try out while I'm in Nashville next week so I can get some stretching in. I miss my candlelit yin yoga. I like the restorative yoga where you hold poses for a long time and just stretch. I also want to try and add a weekly bar class to my schedule, but for right now, I'm just doing everything that I can that's free. I paid last year for a gym membership for a full year and only used a few months before injuring myself and never returning. I hate wasting all that money. I do much better when it's a punch card situation. I also realize I don't enjoy working out inside and much rather be outside walking as much as possible. I do like to do yoga and bar classes once in a while, so if I can add that to my schedule, I will. For now, I will still just go with the free workouts I find out find on YouTube and Pinterest. You don't have to spend a lot to work out or anything. Find something you love to do and just get moving. Lunch today was leftover chicken Merlot and a salad. Very yummy. I just had a snack of apple with peanut butter and I'm making grass-fed hamburgers with bacon, mushrooms, and onions for dinner. I'm gonna have a nice salad with it too. I'm going to the mall tonight after dinner and letting Chris get the kids to bed so I can shop for uniform pieces that I just found out that I need for my event job next week. I leave Saturday morning at 6.20 a.m. flight, and I'm already dreading waking up that early. I have a tight connection. I'll be flying all day, so I'm going to pack hard-boiled eggs, apple, almond butter, butter, popcorn, and a salad from the garden bar that I buy Friday afternoon. I figure that way I'm stocked for the airplane and can make sure I have healthy food. I will probably bring some nuts too. I don't know what the eating arrangements will be in Nashville, but I just hope I can find food easily that is sugar and flour free. I also wanted to mention that I bought some individual bags of pretzels for Halloween. I found them at Whole Foods actually, and this is always a dilemma for me at Halloween. I usually buy candy and end up eating it all before Halloween and then have to buy more for trick or treaters. This year, I also really didn't want to be giving out candy, not just because I might be tempted having it in my house, but because I just can't get on board with giving out junk when I know how bad sugar is for you. I want to give out apples, but I also don't want our house to get egged, a dilemma, I know. So I found these little bag of Snyder pretzels that are decorated for Halloween and will give out those. Pretzels aren't the healthiest, but the, I figure they're a little bit better than the candy. We'll see how it goes. As far as Halloween candy with my kids, we don't let them eat very much. They really just love collecting the candy, and last year we let them each pick out one piece of candy to eat, and then left the rest out for the Switch Witch, who comes and takes the candy and leaves a book or toy for the kids instead. They loved this last year and are used to not eating candy, so it wasn't a big deal for them. I am sure it will get more challenging as they get older and are comparing themselves to other kids and what other kids are doing, but for now, I am just so glad to be able to offer them this healthier solution. They are only five and three. They definitely don't need a bunch of candy. I don't understand why more educators and parents don't realize how much sugar kids consume and the negative effects. I would think kids would be so much better behaved and calm if they didn't have a bunch of candy. My son's school has a Halloween festival, and I literally get emails that say in all caps, junk food and candy needed exclamation, 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 and we are in dire need of junk food and candy, exclamation, 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 and I am like, really? No one is in dire need of junk food and candy, and definitely not children. Ugh. Okay. You can see this is a sore spot for me. Halloween for me as a kid was the best because it was also my brother's birthday. So, yes, we would have the cake, ice cream, and Halloween candy. Amazing, right? I would devour it at all and usually eat my brother and sister's candies too in like three days flat. The sugar addiction was sto- so strong for me even as a little kid now that I look back. I want to be careful not to project that onto my kids just because it was my experience, but I also know addiction is hereditary and I wanna set my kids up for success. They might be fine enjoying it in moderation, but they, almost, they also might struggle like I did for so many years and I would love to save them from that experience. I just don't think any kid, sugar addicted or not, needs to consume as much sugar as most kids do. My kids are healthier than most other kids I know, and I swear it's the lack of sugar in their diet. I mean, they still eat a ton of fruit and other stuff with added sugar, but we stay away from the processed stuff as much as possible. We go to the doctor for their yearly checkup, but that's about it. They get colds and runny noses, but neither of them missed a day of school or daycare last year. I also think they are better behaved. I mean, don't get me wrong, they are toddlers and definitely have their moments and can be hyper and melting down. But again, compared to other kids I see at school and the grocery store, they just seem so much more calm to me. I don't know. I do think there is a huge link between sugar and inflammation in the body and inflammation causes all kinds of illnesses, disease, cancer, diabetes, arthritis, Alzheimer's, etc. Why not set up our kids for success and try to teach them the healthiest habits possible so that they can start reversing the health crisis we currently have found ourselves in. I read the other day that my kids' generation will be the first not to live, outlive their parents. That is so sad and so preventable. So let's do more to, to prevent illness people. Eat healthy. Oh my gosh, sorry, that was such a soapbox sidebar, but that was kind of fun just to reread that because that is something so um near and dear to my heart is kind of what to do with kids and if you have kids and i mean i just feel i don't know about you guys but so much stress around that of trying to make the kids um help the kids eat as healthy as possible but also realize you know can't be perfect and i don't want to set them up to you know where you give them Nothing. So when they do have some, they go nuts. You know, it's just such a fine line, I feel like. But society and our culture just makes it even harder to really, you know, have the kids eat healthy, especially schools. And, I mean, even the bank, you know, if they give your kid a lollipop or, you know, even at the dentist at Halloween, you know, they talk about candy. And I'm just like, come on. I will get off my soapbox, though, because I could go on and on on that topic for a while. And I do have an earlier podcast episode about kids and sugar. So anyway, um, the mall was a success, I write later that night. I also had a great dinner, hamburger with mushrooms, onion, bacon, and salsa. I also made Brussels sprouts and cooked them in the bacon grease. Yum. It is possible to find sugar-free bacon, by the way. Usually it will say paleo on it and natural grocers had it on sale yay i always buy the nitrate free too but it was hard finding any without some kind of sweetener tonight my plan is just to relax day 280 501 a.m yes it's 501 a.m and i'm in the portland airport my flight departs at 620, so I thought I would write a bit before heading to the gate. I am close, but just sat at a table. This was my first time having the TSA pre-check and it's so amazing. I really like PDX, but the security always takes forever. Today I got to breeze it in, no line at TSA pre-check, then didn't have to take off my shoes or take out my laptop or toiletries or anything and just went right through. I think I got to the airport about 4.40 a.m. and it was a total of 20 minutes from paying for my shuttle to checking my bag to walking through security and getting to my gate. Amazing. I'm sure on weekdays it's busier with business travels through TSA PreCheck, but this is pretty darn awesome, especially if I'm going to be traveling once a month. just makes it more sane. I filled up my water bottle. I love those automatic filter water bottle fillers that most airports have now next to the water fountains. I used to always buy a big bottle of water, but not anymore. I have my hard-boiled eggs for breakfast, but waking up at 3.50 a.m., I'm just not very hungry yet. Uh, Hopefully by, oh no, I'm going to try and sleep on my flight, maybe eat my eggs. I bought my neck pillow, and I think I have a window seat. I only have a 30-minute connection in LAX, and it looks like my arrival and departure gates are two different terminals. so we'll see if I make it. I didn't book the flight, so don't feel as concerned. I wouldn't have booked a flight with 30-minute connection time in an airport like LAX. LAX used to be my old stomping grounds when I lived in California, but that's been over 10 years ago now. Yikes. If I miss my flight, there is another only a few hours later, so hopefully they could just rebook me on that easily. Um, I packed my Kindle to read but no movies or anything again hopefully I will get some sleep it looks like this event is going to be pretty fast and furious so I want to be totally rest rested I will miss Chris and the kids but after another fun bedtime last night I'm looking forward to a break I think life for me is so much happier when it feels balanced having one event gig a month where I get to travel and have a break from the mom slash wife life plus a break from my regular job is fantastic It really just helps me feel more balanced overall. I get to stay in a nice hotel and not have to take care of anyone but myself and by the time the event is over I can't wait to get home and see the kids and get back to my normal life and job. Hopefully I'll be fine with meals. I haven't read anything about staff meals yet so we'll see what's cheap and healthy option the hotel has and any surrounding restaurants nearby. I think we have a meeting at 6 tonight, so I might not get out exploring this evening, but hopefully we'll have time the next few days. I also hope I can get some breaks so I can make sure I get my circuits in. I didn't yesterday. I want to make sure I get a few solid days in this week. I'm sure I will get enough steps, so probably won't worry about taking additional walks because I want my feet to be rested. After the last few days, my outside right foot area is hurting. Got to take good care of them. I have my Epsom salt and Pana White oils ready for nightly foot soaks if needed. I even bought brought some nail polish in case I have time to paint my toenails. Haha, ha. only I would consider a 12 to 14 day of event work as a spa vacation too. But seriously, after flying with kids anywhere, I get to go by myself. Seems like a vacation. Yes, getting up at 3:50 a.m. for a 6:20 a.m. flight is rough. But you know what's rougher? Getting up at 3.50 a.m. for a 6.20 a.m. flight with two kids. We fly together all all together again to P.E. in January for a quick visit east. I'm going to enjoy my long flight today of just relaxing and having some interrupted hours to myself. A precious commodity these days. Well, that's it for now, I guess. I'll check back in later. I'm all ready with food for the day, a salad with egg, an avocado that I made for lunch, a bag of nuts, almond butter, and an apple, and my hard boiled eggs for breakfast. I also packed my vitamin supplement regime. I think I already went over what vitamin supplements I take, but I'll make sure to add a section of the book on that. I honestly don't know how much they help, but I've been taking them for so many years, it's become a habit. Um... They say everyone should at least supplement with vitamin D3, and that's very inexpensive, even for higher quality brands. I think otherwise it's up to you and your budget to decide what is best for you. I think eating healthy and eliminating sugar and flour completely is going to do more for our bodies than people that eat a bunch of junk but wash it down with a multivitamin and a Diet Coke. 9.30 p.m. same night, Central Time in Nashville, Tennessee. I made it here and made my tight connection just barely. I had no time to even pee, let alone stop for food, so I was really glad I packed food. I had my hard-boiled eggs on my first flight and then slept all the way to LAX. On my second flight, I had my apple with almond butter, tortilla chips, and salad. I got to the hotel and unpacked and made my way to the workroom. We had a staff meeting and then I went in search of food in this huge hotel and luckily found the cantina, which has two things on the menu and one of those was a fajita bowl i ordered that and had some chips and salsa too it was 7 30 p.m by this time so i was hungry since it's 5 30 my time and i like to eat early a bowl was really good except i didn't realize it came with cheese and it was all melted and i don't really like the cheese in order if i get it again this week i'll make sure to get no cheese i guess i should add here that i don't eat much dairy i will sometimes but mostly dairy doesn't agree with me so i don't eat it much I've never been big on dairy though, so it's not that hard for me. I really don't like it much. A little mozzarella cheese is one thing I do and tolerate okay. This hotel is so huge and it took me forever to find dinner and get back to my room. I scouted out a place for steel cut oatmeal for breakfast tomorrow at a decent price. We don't have to report until 8.30 a.m. so I have time to eat, which is great. I am too tired now to do my circuits, so let's hope I can find some time to squeeze them in this week. We have a pretty packed week and night events almost every night that I have to work, so it's going to be long days and nights. If I can sneak away for an afternoon break, I will. I might just do one round of my circuits, even though I have worked my way up to three rounds. I'm going to just squeeze in what I can. I can walk around the hotel at night, but have a feeling that once the program starts, I will be getting more than enough steps every day i'm going to relax now and read and go to bed and try to adjust to central time we don't have any staff meals so i'll just do the best i can i know once the program starts we will probably be able to eat after the particip- participants do but sometimes that's gross sigh so glad i packed snacks so i have something i did walk by a burger place that has grass-fed turkey burgers so that so could do that at some point too the oatmeal place has a quinoa and kale salad that I'll check out tomorrow. Okay, I'm skipping a few days ahead here. Day 283, 1125 a.m. I didn't sleep well last night, unfortunately. I think I was just too worked up. I woke up at 1230 a.m. and again about 5 a.m. I think tonight, if we go late again, I'll either read my book or take a quick bath to help me relax and unwind a bit. I got up, though, and did my morning meditations and stretches in bed and then went straight down to help with breakfast. I was able to have hot water with lemon, which was nice, and then ate oatmeal with berries and pecans at about 9.15 a.m. I am quickly having an apple with almond butter now because I'm not sure if I'll get to eat lunch today or not be prepared as much as possible. My feet and legs are so sore today. So I'm going to try and build in stretching breaks as much as possible since I'm averaging 27,000 steps a day. One pretty cool thing about my morning though, was that I got to talk to one of the banquet staff here about at the hotel. Girl, you know who you are. I told her about not eating sugar or flour and then more about my sugar addiction and my journey. A lot really resonated with her and she said I really changed her life and that made me so happy. I got emotional and do get emotional about this stuff because I feel so passionately about it. I was so jazzed up while we were talking that I didn't even think about my feet hurting or my body being sore. I just knew I wanted to talk to her and hear her story and share mine. It really reiterated that I would love to talk to audiences and tell my story and hopefully inspire others on this on their journey. I want to give hope to other people out there who, like me this time last year, can't even fathom life without sugar or flour. Talking to her today made me realize there is a grieving process to this when we need to each come to terms with living life without our buddy, our crutch, our constant. I think that really resonated with her when we hit on that, and I know it did for me too. It's why it took me over three months after deciding to cut the sugar and flour out to actually do it. I had to come to terms with it in my own way. I also told her, the journey is very emotion emotional because suddenly you are feeling so much more and there's no way of numbing those uncomfortable emotions like we did before. You have to remind yourself, I don't do that anymore, and just breathe through whatever it is you're feeling. It's been super hard. I am not perfect, as you all know, by any means. And so I still have good and bad days around this. It's why I'm dedicated, though, to meditating for even 10 minutes every day. I can be so I can just keep practicing this new, new skill of just being OK, being uncomfortable and learning just to be present and still and breathe. It's hard. It's challenging. Anyway, it takes practice. I was really inspired by our talk today, and I'm sending her all the good luck vibes I can. I hope she, too, can start her journey to freedom. It's emotional, and it's not perfect, and each of us has a different path. I just hope to inspire others to find their path and help them along by sharing my journey. 9.51 p.m., same day. I think today I only got about 14,000 steps or so, and so my feet are so much happier for it. It helped that I had to sit inside a meeting for two and a half hours, snore. I was just glad though not to be on my feet. I was able to eat lunch around 1.30 p.m. and had the brisket, salad, and green beans. I then was in that meeting and had to go right to prep for our dinner and didn't have time for a snack, so I got hungry pretty hungry and got a headache. I was able to go back to my room for some Advil and also ate some nuts so that helped me get to dinner. I ate at about 7.50 pm and had chicken breasts and the brussels sprouts with bacon. The chicken had some kind of sauce but I didn't worry about it too much. I just scraped it off as much as I could. I feel like at this point in my recovery I do the best I can with these things and make the best choices I can. I wouldn't eat a roll or cookie, but hopefully if that chicken had some sauce with some added sugar, it won't trigger me. I, of course, would prefer to eat only sugar and flour-free for sure, but unfortunately with this job, it's just not always possible. I also feel much more confident about making that decision now than I would in the beginning of my journey. I came back to my room about 9 p.m., which was nice because it was earlier than last night and took a bath with a bath bomb and then just rubbed some Panaway oil on my feet, and that was really, really nice. No circuits today, obviously, but I did take some mini stretch breaks when I could. Tomorrow call time is 6.30 a.m., which I find much more reasonable than 6 a.m. Hopefully the day goes by quickly because then I leave on Tuesday. Day 287. Busy, busy, busy day. I woke up a little after 7 a.m., which was nice, and got the kids up. I'm back home now, obviously. I had my hot water with lemon and made my smoothie to go when we went to the store. Chris took the kids to a Halloween festival Festival. got when I got home, and I cleaned the house for our friends visiting this weekend. I had leftover rotisserie chicken with salad for lunch. Then our friends came. We visited a while, and the kids napped. We walked to Starbucks, and I had an ice cream tea unsweetened. It started raining really hard, so Chris and the kids rescued us. We went over to the Halloween carnival at James School, and I'm now just cooking dinner. Spaghetti and meatballs for everyone else, and meatballs with sauce, mushrooms, and onions and salad for me. I probably won't get a chance to do circuits again because of our visitors, so tomorrow is it's, it is for a reset. I am still pretty tired from my trip last week. I'm going to rest tonight and visit with our friends. Tomorrow will be my bath and mask night and then back to my other job um day 288 706 a.m i haven't been sleeping great since i got back from nashville as far as waking up multiple times in the night i did go back to sleep though i was asleep before 10 last night and i think the time change is just still throwing me off we have our visitors here still so make a big breakfast of eggs bacon and pancakes of course i'll eat the eggs and bacon only We are going to carve our pumpkins today. And then after naps, Chris is taking the kids to Disney on ice. So I'll probably enjoy some down to myself. I really want to do my circuits today. So I'll make time to do them and get back into my circuit rocking routine this week. I wanted to say too, that I notice it's much easier for me now to be around other people that are eating sugar flour, flour flour items without me becoming tempted. Like yesterday, we went to Starbucks. My friend spilled a cookie, but it didn't even appeal to me. Had it been before giving up sugar and flour during a time I was trying to be good, my mind would have been obsessed over that cookie until I got one myself. It's also nice to just not be obsessed and compulsive anymore when it comes to sugar and flour. I also made spaghetti last night, and that wasn't tempting at all. Although, I do admit, pasta has never been one of my triggers I just wasn't sure how it would feel to cook it. At the Halloween carnival, begrudgingly, I let the kids split one mini Snickers bar and broke it into two pieces and smelled it and thought it might ignite some kind of response, but it didn't. They had so much candy there, and again, had it been before I went off sugar and flour, I would have been obsessing over having a piece of it and probably would have ended up going out to the store last night and buying a bag of candy and eating the entire thing. I do not miss the control sugar and flour had over me one bit. This is probably the biggest benefit I have found to giving it up and the reason I now plan to be sugar and flour free forever. And just sidebar here, I put that in bold too. And that is still so, so true. Um, I really, you know, I really overall do not miss Sugar and flour at all, and especially the control it had over me was just terrible. It is so much easier for me just to say no than it ever was to try to just have a little bit. And I know I say that over and over again, but really, it is like I say sometimes the hardest thing I've done, yet the easiest thing I've ever done, too, because it really just feels like a way of life and not a diet. And I really have not looked back so. It's nice to know that approaching my 10-month mark, you know, I was already there. All right, let's get to Halloween here. Day 291, 3.23 p.m. Happy Halloween. I have to admit, even though I haven't thought about candy in a few months, I am thinking about it now. I am just so glad that I know I will abstain and don't have to fight in the, the battle in my head on whether or not I will have a piece of candy or not it's so much easier easier just to say no i've had a hard day and that is ex- especially when i could be tempted but again i realize i am so much happier without it and might have some temptations off you know off and on for the rest of my life but overall i will remind myself of how much better i feel now um I slept well last night and woke up to do my morning meditation. I had my hot water with lemon and walked James and Josie to school, then daycare. I had my smoothie and I did my circuits. Yay, three days in a row now. And today felt a little sore, so that felt good. I might have an apple with almond butter soon for a snack and chicken chili for lunch with a salad. Tonight we're going to my in-laws for dinner and for trick-or-treating. We we'll let the kids have one piece of candy and then the switch witch will come to trade out their candy for a book or game. Sidebar, we still do that with the kids and they love it. Um even though now they're five and seven, but they I really think they're more excited about collecting the candy than actually eating it. And then they get excited to, you know, leave the bag, the bag out for the switch witch who comes and gives them each a book or a little toy or something um i then i continue i know i will probably have to relax my sugar policy with my kids as they get older but i really love how we've been able to limit it for this long and i can definitely see the payoffs i don't know how parents handle toddlers on a sugar high this age is difficult enough without any sugar help james had his school halloween party today and thanks to a lot of allergies in his class the food was pretty healthy applesauce, ghost chips, and he had a natural fruit roll up instead of the Oreo cookies. He did ask what the Oreo was, and I said it was a cookie, but he would have a piece of candy later as his treat. He was fine with this and doesn't know any differently yet, so for now, this really works for us. I hope as they get older and make their own eating decisions, they can remember their healthy foundation and can really pay attention to how eating certain foods make them feel. I try to talk them to them about that already, even now, and tell them to listen to their bellies. Day 92, 837 AM. We had a fun Halloween and the weather held out for us. It rained, but not while we walked the kids around. James and Josie were so cute and I think the perfect age for trick-or-treating. It was so fun to watch. They each picked a piece of candy and the switch which came and they were excited to get their books this morning. Josie did ask where the rest of her candy went so she might be a more difficult one to appease as she gets older. I am trying to be careful and not push my sugar addiction on my kids. I know they will be much more apt to be addicted since I am but pray they won't be. I hope they take after Chris and that they might like sweets, but can eat them in moderation. This doesn't really scare me, but I figure now that I've gone through it, oh, I said this does really scare me, but I figure now that I've gone through it, I will be able to help my kids if needed. I just hope they don't have to experience how terrible addiction is, and of course I worry that by limiting it too much, I will make them crave it even more. I do wish that I had less access to sweets as a kid, and maybe that would have helped me. Unfortunately, if you have the brain chemistry wired towards addiction, I don't think there's much you can do. I just think if I can limit it as much as possible while the kids are younger, it might help delay that response. I know people judge me for this and think I am depriving the kids of happiness, but I really want to teach them that food doesn't equal happiness. I want them to have better habits around eating than I did. Chris is on the same page as as me And I will look to him to make decisions around treats as the kids get older from a non-addictive, non-addict perspective. Because if it were up to me, they wouldn't eat any sugar at all. I know that for most people, that's unreasonable, though. I can imagine, though, alcoholics feel the same way with wanting to protect their their kids from the lure of alcohol. It's tough. So again, I just pray that my kids won't ever have to deal with sugar addiction and they can eat, eat in moderation as part of a healthy diet. I don't believe, though, that any kids needs to eat the amount of sugar that is typically in today's standard American diet. I think everyone can benefit from more whole foods, less processed food, and more vegetables. Anyway, I relaxed last night after getting the kids to bed. I had chicken for dinner with sweet potatoes, green beans, and some salad at my in-laws. I did have an apple with almond butter, too, before going over to their house. This morning I woke up and did my morning meditation and made my hot water with lemons and did my circuits. Dinner will be leftover cauliflower with bacon from the other night and meatloaf muffins. Day 294, 3.27 p.m. I survived Rolf session number eight today. Only two more to go. It hurts, but wasn't like last time. I do feel taller and longer. Pain... um, The pain of the 10 series has been intense, but I'm so glad I came across it during this journey because I do think that it's changing my body. I slept okay last night and was able to sleep in a little since the kids are at my mom's. Tonight we're going to Sharky's for dinner. I will have my burrito bowl with chips and guacamole. They also have spa water there, which I love. Day 295, 10.22 p.m. I just finished lunch and I'm ready to go my walk and then come home and do my circuits. It's sunny outside and a beautiful fall day. I'm a bit sore from my roll session yesterday, bruised up. My lower back hurts too, so I've been trying to stretch it. And Tonight we'll take an Epsom salt bath. Chris and I had a great dinner at Sharky's last night and then went to the movies. It was a nice relaxing evening after getting the house all cleaned up. A cleaned house just makes me feel so organized, and that makes me feel so good. I was asleep again before 10 p.m., and with the time change, it was before 9 p.m. Ooh, yikes. I slept until a little after 8 a.m., which was really a little after 7 a.m. with falling back, so I got a good 10 hours of sleep. I woke up feeling refreshed and did my morning meditation and made my hot water with lemon. I also made scrambled eggs, bacon, and sweet potatoes topped off with salsa for breakfast, delicious. I went grocery shopping. I'm doing some more chores around the house. Catching up on things feels so good. For lunch, I had the rest of the meatloaf muffins with a salad. I'm gonna take my walk and come home and do my circuits, finish up my chores until Chris and the kids get home later this afternoon. I might take them to the library when they get home because I wanna get some new books. I might just walk there now hmm 7 p.m both kids in bed actually and it really feels like 8 p.m so hopefully they go to bed quickly it was weird to see it get dark again at five o'clock tonight this is my least favorite time of year when it gets dark so early and it's dark in the morning when I wake up as well and oh that is so true um sidebar even now we're getting closer to that and I am not looking forward forward to it Um, Okay, I have another kind of little thing in here. Let's see if I have time to read this whole thing. Um, Just that says sugar addiction isn't real. Um, So I'm going to kind of read through this to wrap this 10-month recap up. Just kind of my thoughts about sugar addiction, people that say it's not real. So it's probably going to be another soapbox situation, but here we go. I wanted to address this statement because we will hear it a lot from different people and even IIN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where I was health coach certified. They teach all kinds of nutrition theories. They don't cover it because it's not clinically recognized. This is so, so disappointing to me since nutrition science is so contradictory. There is science that backs up veganism, yet there is science that backs up the paleo lifestyle too. There is science to back up the raw food diet and science to back up the macrobiotic way of eating. Just go to a bookstore and look at the health and wellness section and prepare to be overwhelmed by all the contradicting titles. It is completely frustrating to me. I love reading different nutrition and wellness books and would swear that one way of eating was the only way. And then you read a different book that says the complete opposite. So I would then swear on that. Nothing really worked for me. Then there's the different diet fads that come and go. We try the fat-free fad. Now we learn that good fats like avocado and nuts are actually good for us. We tried low carb and no carb, and the fact remains that there isn't one way of eating that works for everyone. That's what drew me to IIN in the first place because they talked about everyone's bio-individuality, meaning what works for one person might not work for another. So I believe that there are people out there that seem to be sugar-dependent and benefit from abstaining from sugar and flour. Why not promote that? I actually appealed to IIN today about adding sugar addiction to their curriculum when they talked about disordered eating. I had a little pushback since it's not clinically recognized, but eventually was told my request would be passed on since indeed science around nutrition is so confusing. I don't think we can wait until something is clinically recognized because even being so it doesn't give me much confidence since there's so much confusion around nutrition anyway. I think what is most important is what works for you. I am someone who has tried everything to help my sugar addiction before I knew that it was what it was. I had did counseling for food disorders, tried every diet and supplementation alternative modalities, hypnosis, you name it. Nothing worked for me. Sure, I might lose a few pounds on this diet or that one, but then after a few weeks would go on a sugar binge and gain it all back and then some. I thought I might be sugar addicted, but believe the literature out there that's saying that sugar addiction isn't real. So I kept searching for other answers. I even spent a lot of money to become a health coach to see if that would provide the answer. I studied over 1,000 diet dietary theories at iin but since they don't talk about sugar addiction i still didn't find anything that worked for me a real low point was going to the iin conference in new york city and loving every single second of it but being surrounded by other health coaches and not and still not being able to help myself from binging on sweets i tried to eat healthy in front of everyone but then would run off and guzzle a packet of m&ms to keep my cravings at bay it was so embarrassing faithful health coach attendee by day and gorging on sweets by night. So I was a real low because now I felt I had tried literally everything. I figured it was just my curse and destiny to live like this and that I just needed to make peace with it. I come across the intuitive, I came across the intuitive eating book around that time. And it talks about solving binge eating by eating in moderation and that food addiction isn't a real thing. It's more the last supper mindset that makes you binge eat, not any actual addiction to the food. Of course, reading this made me happy because I didn't want to be a sugar addict. My dream was to be able to eat everything in a moderation. So this intuitive eating book sounds amazing, but it is something that has never worked for me. After following the intuitive eating steps and even working with an intuitive eating counselor, I again realized that this wasn't working for me. So I searched food addiction some more because something inside of me kept telling me to pursue it that even though there was no evidence of its truth. I'm so glad I came across the article that talked about someone with food addiction because I realized that his story was my story and that this was my truth. It no longer mattered what anyone else had to say because I knew it was true for me. And I believe it's not just emotional, but a true biochemistry that makes people truly addicted to sugar, just as alcoholics are addicted to alcohol. I then went through a grieving process before being able to, being able to attempt to give it up. But I finally had my answer that I was searching the past 30 plus years for. It's funny looking back now because my int- intuition kept trying to lead me to food addiction, but because I didn't want to believe it, it was easy for me to look at the resources saying it wasn't a real thing. The proof, however, is me now. It's been almost 10 months and I've been, and I've eaten sugar or, and been sugar and flour free and it feels like the easiest thing to me now. It truly is just my lifestyle now and I've never been able to stick to anything else for this long and see such amazing results. I struggled with weight loss for years and now I'm losing weight and fitting into clothes that I haven't been able to for almost 10 years. I don't weigh myself, so I don't know how much weight I've lost, but I know from the way clothes fit and having to replace a lot of my clothes that it's been significant. But again, even more than the weight loss, it's the freedom in my head from addiction that has been the most life-changing for me. So what I'm trying to say is don't listen to the doubters out there because there's always going to be doubters. That's okay. We are all allowed our different opinions. However, when it comes to your own body and your health, the most important thing is to listen to yourself and find what works for you. It doesn't matter if sugar addiction isn't clinically recognized. If giving up sugar and flour changes your life, then you're doing the right thing. Do not let others deter you from finding your own path and freedom from your addiction. I don't think there's anyone in the health and wellness industry that would argue that giving up sh- sugar and flour would be a, have a negative impact on your health. My body, for the first time, feels fed and satisfied by nutrients because I'm no longer filling it up with processed foods from sugar and flour. I'm eating real foods and my body's loving it. I really think even though I was overweight, my body was starving for nutrients. Sugar and flour don't offer the same nutrients that fruits, vegetables, and other whole foods do. You aren't going to be missing out on any nutrients by going sugar and flour free. You'll just be missing out on the fun associated with eating these foods. However, if you're like me, the fun was quickly followed by guilt and self-loathing. And I don't have room in my life for those feelings anymore. In the, weird, in the words of my dear friend, just do you, boo. So anyway, um, I do still agree with a lot of that. And actually, the, rest, the last entry here I'm going to read because I know I'm out of time is day 300, p.m. I'm going to write more later, but 300 days, yay me. I feel like there should be a parade or something. I mean, this is a huge deal for me. So I'm going to toot my own horn later. Hope you don't mind. I slept terribly last night because I had a weird chest cold throat tingle thing was constant. I wish it would go away already. I am much better when I'm vertical during the day. I woke up though and had my hot water concoction with apple cider vinegar, which really helps. The kids went to Carol's and I was joining the house to myself and making a nice breakfast of eggs, bacon, and sweet potatoes when I realized I totally forgot about James Doctor's appointment. I had 15 minutes and ran upstairs, put on some yoga pants instead of pajama pants, and sent a message to Dayquare and quickly got them. I put my breakfast in the oven to keep it warmish while I was gone. Doctor appointment was a success and we got there right on time. Phew! I can't believe I forgot. I dropped them back at daycare, then came home and had my breakfast after reheating it. I'm eating some leftover rotisserie chicken for lunch with salad and going to take a walk and treat myself to some lush bath bombs. I feel like I should be doing something bigger to celebrate, but I just don't know what. I will treat myself to a spa day once I make the full year. I'm just waiting for Black Friday spa package days to come out. Um... I had, and this is 6.54 p.m., T-G-G-I-F, and the kids are in bed. Wahoo! They are spending the night at my in-laws tomorrow, so Chris and I will get to see a movie and sleep in. I had a great 300th day today. I did walk to the mall and treat myself to a few things, including a new sweater and some new black pants for my event gigs. I have gone down another size and I'm in a size small now in some things, which feels amazing since only a year ago I was in XL and that felt tight. I was in the changing room trying on a pair of medium leggings and had to go find a size small. When I held the size small up, I thought, there's no way I'll fit in these, but sure enough, I did. Crazy. I sat down in the changing room and just shut my eyes and sent out a prayer of gratitude to finally helping myself and losing this weight. I still have more to go, and by no means am I perfect, but I am in such a better, healthier place 300 days later. My heart is full with gratitude. Chris cooked pesto chicken for dinner, which I ate with some tortilla chips and salsa because I ran out of greens. I did not get to the store today. I will do that tomorrow and hopefully have better luck with my greens lasting longer. I know it's more economical to buy a head of lettuce instead of just the pre-washed packages, but I loathe washing lettuce. I never get it to dry enough, and it just seems to wilt before I even have a chance to eat it. So that's why I continue buying the organic pre-packaged blends. And my favorite right now is the Organic Girls Protein Greens. However, that is the kind that has gone bad before the expiration date, date twice now. I will check carefully tomorrow at the store. Tonight, I will just relax and watch a program with Chris. I just made a cup of Breathe Easy tea to help my chest. It felt pretty good all day, but times and mornings are the worst times. I'm going to get up with the kids tomorrow and take them to the grocery store, so wish me luck. And yay me for being 300 days sugar and flour free and having the courage to just go for it. If I can, you can too. I never thought I would be here, but I am. So if I can do it, so can you. And I will end on that note because it is so true. I hope you all are doing well, and I hope that this was helpful. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.